0: I get all this stuff out of my, I'll play with it, so it needs to be gone. So we're going to continue our study of of 1 John this morning. We're in 1 John chapter 2, if you want to turn there. 1 John chapter 2, at the beginning part of chapter 2, John was telling us about love. And he was telling us that our behavior needs to match our belief, that, that we need to live the love that we say we have. But I think the greater message is really how the love of God is made complete. We talked about that a bit last week, how love of God can mean either the, the God's love for us or it can mean our love for God. And I fall on the side of God's love for us because he, it comes to us, it, it changes us. And then it's returned to God and, and given to others. And so it, it, the, this love of God and how this is made complete in us, that was really where he uh, honed in last week, or at least where I think he honed in last week. And so he's going to continue to talk about love this morning, the love of God this morning. So let's read 1 John chapter 2, starting in verse 7, and it is up here behind me. Dear friends, I'm not writing you a new command, but an old command that you have had from the beginning. The old command is the word you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new command, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. The one who says he's in the light but hates his brother or sister is in the darkness until now. The one who loves his brother or sister remains in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother or sister is in the darkness, walks in the darkness, and doesn't know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes." So he begins by talking about this this command to love, how it's not a new command. And it's not, remember the audience here. The original audience of this letter was, was Jewish Christians, so they knew the Torah. They knew the law. And, it, and God told them in Leviticus 19, you shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the sons of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself, for I am the Lord. So this, this love that, or this command to love is not new. Now, I want you to consider something. Love is older than than mankind. Because John's gonna tell us that God is love. We understand love being a part of the perfection of God. And since God predates man, love predates man. There, literally, we are not as old, all of mankind is not as old as love. So this is not a new command, he says. This is the old command, to love. But, but then he says, but I am writing you a new command. He says, yet I am writing you a new command, which is true in him and in you. Now, I have said this many times. John uses very specific Greek in, in, in this letter. And this idea of new is not new in time. It's new in nature. It's different. Because there is there's a point in history between God and mankind where his love became known differently, isn't there? Jesus Christ. He intervened in human history in Jesus Christ. So, so this, this love is new in that sense. It is, it is new in revelation. It's new in manifestation. Jesus has come. And so God's love is new in that sense. He, Jesus ushered in this new manifestation of love. And and John says that it's in Him, which is Jesus, and in you. So I want you to stop and consider for a moment. In fact, think on it later today, this afternoon as you're watching football or whatever. I want you to consider this. You have the incredible, powerful, amazing love of God in you. It's in you. Isn't that kind of something to think about? Doesn't that make you stop and think, wow, I have the love of God in me? Because John has said that, that God's love comes to us, m- makes a difference in us, it changes us entirely, it transforms us, and then that love is returned to God and given to others. This, that powerful love is in you. It's in Jesus, and it's in you. John's told us, it's in Jesus, and it's in you. That kind of love is in you. And then he says, the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Can, can, reading that, can't you picture a sunrise? How the darkness is passing away and the, new, and the light is shining already. That is such a beautiful picture. We have this picture that this, this inter, intervention in human history of Jesus Christ changes everything. It changes everything. It changes us, but it changes the world, doesn't it? It literally changes everything around us. So a more literal translation of this would be divinely loved ones. No new teaching am I writing to you, but an old teaching which you have constantly had from the beginning. This old teaching is the word which you've heard. On the other hand, a new teaching I am writing to you, which is in fact true in Jesus, and in you, because the darkness is disappearing, going out of existence, and the genuine light is shining already. Then John gives us more, we saw in chapter 1, the, the darkness and light, darkness versus light, and, and back in, in chapter 1, John said, if you're living in the darkness, then you don't know the light, you cannot have fellowship with the light if you're living in the darkness, there is, there is this dichotomy, this, this one versus the other, and, and he sets it up again. He says, the one who loves his brother or sister remains in the light, and there's no cause for stumbling in him. John doesn't give us room for partial darkness. He doesn't give us room for, well, kind of light, but not really all the way light. He doesn't give us room for, well, you know, Monday was pretty dark, but Tuesday I was okay. He doesn't give us room for that. He gives us darkness and light. And that's really not different in Scripture than everywhere else. Jesus himself in Luke 11 said, He who is not with me is against me. And he who does not gather with me scatters. He doesn't give us gray area. We like to live in gray area, don't we? We like to live in that, that area of, of, well, you know, yes, I know God, but, but I still do this stuff, you know? We, we want to live in this gray area, this, this sort of, we want to stay on the fence. John doesn't give us a fence to sit on. John doesn't give us a gray area. He doesn't give us twilight. He gives us dark and light. Jesus gives us with me or against me. Jesus doesn't give us this either. Any, any kind of twilight, any kind of, of, of uh, gray area, fence to sit on. So a more t- literal translation of this verse would be, He who is saying that he's in the light, the present tense verbs, but habitually hating his brother, again present tense verbs, is in the darkness still even to this moment. And then the next verse, he says, he who is habitually, again, present tense verbs, loving his brother or sister is constantly remaining in the light, and there's no stumbling block in him. So we have this light and dark, and, and I think it's also interesting, the stumbling block is also kind of interesting, because again, it can be interpreted two different ways. There's no stumbling block in him does it mean that he doesn't stumble, or does it mean that he doesn't become a stumbling block for somebody else? And I think the answer is yes. (laughs) Because I think both are true, aren't they? The more we live in the light, the less we live in the darkness, the less we stumble around. Especially the way John describes it here, as, as darkness being us stumbling around in sin. The more we live in the light of Christ the less we stumble, and the less we become a stumbling block for somebody else. So I think both are true. John gives us this this picture, and I think both are true. So we're told, once again, to live in the light, to live and behave as we believe. But he gives us yet another reason to do it. We don't just behave as we believe because we are in Christ. We do it so that others will see it. We do it for evangelism. We do it so that others we will not make others stumble. See, what, what, uh, what John gives us is light and dark, love and hate, and an, an absence of light and love in your life is an absence of God in your life. It really doesn't give us any other choice here. An absence of love and an absence of light in your life an absence of God in your life because God is light and God is love. So, and then he intensifies it a bit in the next verse. He says, But the one who hates his brother or sister is in the darkness, walks in the darkness, and doesn't know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Another really interesting phrase the darkness has blinded his eyes. More literally, it would be the one who, as a habit of life, hates his brother or sister, is in the darkness still, is habitually living and behaving in the darkness, and cannot find his way because the darkness has blinded his eyes. All the present tense verbs show that this is an ongoing thing. But, but the darkness has blinded his eyes. That's, that's powerful. He talked in, in chapter 1 about the power of sin. But this is really putting the power of sin in in play, isn't it? It's really bringing up the power of sin, that the darkness can blind us to the light. That if we continually live as a habit of life, live in the darkness, we will become blind to the light. Think about blindness. Only the blind cannot tell the difference between dark and light. And John is saying that if we are living in the darkness, we can become spiritually blind. We will not be able to see the light anymore. That's powerful. That's the power that sin has. And we have the power of Christ over sin. And we need to use it to live in the light. Because the more we live in the darkness, the harder the light is to see. The more we become blinded to it. The darkness blinds our eyes it's a powerful phrase and it's a harsh message honestly light and dark love and hate darkness blinding you to the light this is this is a harsh message it it's it it's just one or the other make a choice choose darkness choose light choose love or choose hate the 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 heart of mankind is not empty It is either full of love and light, or it is full of hate and darkness. It's one or the other. And it's a choice. It's a choice we must make. Will you live in the light? Will you live in love? Or will you live in darkness and hate? And and it's not a new thing. This is not a new command either, to to live in the light or, or not. God said... God told his people back in Deuteronomy chapter 30, I call on heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live. We have this choice to make. Are we living in the light or are we living in the dark? Are we living in love or are we living in hate? John does not give us a fence to sit on. He doesn't give us a gray area in between. I love this, but I hate that. He gives us love and hate. The love of God made complete in you, coming to you, transforming you, returning to God and and given to others. That's God's love. Or hate, which the world is full of. Watch the news. Read the newspaper. You see the world full of hate. We can see the difference. We don't, we don't want it to be this clear of a choice, but it is. Will you live in the light? Will you live in love? Or are you going to continue in the world's hate? I'm going to ask that you bow your heads and just consider that question. Because it's, it's, it truly is your choice. Jesus has done everything for you to give you light and love. Everything you need. All you need to do is trust him. All you need to do is say, God, I know I have sin in my life. I've said things wrong. I've done things wrong. I've thought things wrong. And I know the Bible calls that sin. But I'm going to trust that Jesus died in my place on that cross, he, he died to pay my price for my darkness. And so I ask you to come into my life and give me love. Give me light. Let me live in light and love. If you prayed that prayer for the first time this morning, you need to let somebody know. Come and let me know. Let your neighbor know. Maybe this morning as you look back over the last week, you've been caught up in the darkness of this world. Will you right now, between you and God, make a commitment to live His light, starting now? Father, we thank You for this, Your Word. We thank You, Father, that You make the choice simple, life or death, blessing or curse, light or darkness, love or hate. Help us choose life and light and love and blessing. Help us to choose that every day. For it's in Jesus' name we ask. Amen.